Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... Please just do what I want you to do. For the love of God, won't you please let me tell you what to do? Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Hello. I have something weird that happened to me on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh. Has anything not weird ever happened on LinkedIn? Please uh, please tell me what's going on. It's so so this is not that weird. It's funny though. Okay. I think it's funny. Okay. Uh man, maybe he's gonna listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's okay. So, oh man, I love it already. So one of my first jobs out of college, I think you know this, I worked in in a basement. Mm-hmm. I edited a uh, industrial supplies catalog. Mm-hmm. And I hated it deeply. It was not good. <laughs> you graduated right smack dab in the recession, too. I did. And this was a couple of years after I graduated. It was like my second job out of college. Got it. The first job shall not be named. It was so bad. Was um, I totally understand. So this was like, this was a step up. Editing writing about torque wrenches in a basement for like eight to nine hours a day was a step up from what I had previously been doing. And honestly, like as far as jobs go, it's like, you know, I wasn't working in a coal mine. But I did not love it. Yeah. Um, and so I started the same day as a gentleman about, about my age. And we could not have been more fundamentally different people. But he was the first friend I made. And we were both, I think we were both very cognizant of the fact that we were settling. Based, <laughs> just based on the circumstances. Yeah, you know? totally. Like he had a name like Chad. Oh, Chad. Chauncey or something. Yeah. You don't remember his name? No, I just don't want to say it out loud oh, on the I show. See. Oh, I understand. So like we're a, making up nicknames. Greg? No, it was more like a... Gorg? Um, oh, like a Todd. Gerg? Ger- <laughs> like a name that like you got an old family name and then you were and then you decided to have a nickname because you didn't want people to know you were old money. Todd. I like a Todd. Actually, there was a Todd at my job, but it, this wasn't the person. Not anyway. you, Todd. No, you, Todd. Todd, you're fine. This guy was also fine. But again, like we were fundamentally different people. Like I remember one time in the in the lunchroom had a discussion about he he was like, actually, fundamentally, war is a good thing. Oh my god. <laughs> he's I can't like, think of a worse thing to say to Trent. I know. He's like, it spurs on the economy. Like he's probably loves police, you know? <laughs> so like there was just we were very, very different. And and um I, we didn't there were certain topics we did not go into depth on because we knew. But again, we were very aware we were settling. So anyway, it came to be my last day on the job and I went around saying goodbye to everybody. And for some people, like for some people, you know, you fake like, oh yeah, we'll keep in touch. I'll see you on Facebook. Whatever. I deleted my Facebook. But for this person, I'll never see you again. We literally, we shook hands. We're like, well, I will never see or speak to you again. <laughs> like we were, like we That's were fantastic. very, we were like, we in no other universe would we ever have gone out of our way to be in contact with one another. So let's just not even pretend like goodbye. <laughs> so it is literally a decade later. Like it's like, and and he found me on LinkedIn and he friended me and I don't know if I should accept this because it's like, he's not even, but it's funny, you know? It is extremely funny. I am so curious if he wants to like get back and bring up the discussion about like, is war good? How, how do you feel about genocide these days? Again, it was, there is no other, there's no universe in which we would have gone out of our way to be friends, but I don't think he was like fundamentally a terrible person. And I also feel like we both have grown a lot right, since right. we were like 24 or whatever. So 
I, I, I totally know what you mean. Like you're you're having conversation with someone and you're just like, this is never gonna this is never right. gonna work. Like this is just this isn't this isn't worth faking. And now and in the more that I think about it, the more I know, like I over time have not mellowed out whatsoever. If anything, I've become more of an anarchist. Absolutely. More of a, I think I'm more of a socialist than an anarchist, although I did read an amazing piece by Kim Kelly. You guys should Google her and read everything that she has written. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, so I, I think I, I am going to accept the connection on LinkedIn. I, you have to. I have I ha- to. I have to know. I want, because I want to see where this goes, but like I, I, if he's like, oh, we should get coffee sometime, I'm no. going to be like, no, I would never want to do this. But like, again, we were young. Yeah, but also, it's also like, I don't have time to get into all the ways you're wrong about this. But I also, like, am so deeply curious. Oh, yeah, you have to. I got into a conversation with someone at C2E2, actually. It was when I was picking up my badge, and I was like, friendshipping. And they were like, friendshipping? What's friendshipping? And I was like, I'm so glad you asked. It's a feel-good <laughs> advice show by Jen and Trin. I'm Jen. <laughs> Trin's Jen. not here yet. <laughs> I'm Trin. Yeah. This is friendshipping. Yeah. And then the conversation took a couple weird turns. Oh, no. They were like, uh... They were, I, I guess I, sh- I should, not to like, hmm, how do I phrase this? Neg them, the, neg Okay, them. I'm going for it. Go so hard. it was someone I was picking up the badge from. So they were a staff or a volunteer at C2E2. And they're like, oh, f- oh, that sounds cool. Um, Let me ask you a friendship question. And I was Great. thinking like, okay, yeah, this could be cool. I don't have anywhere to be right now. So there was like this person and the person sitting next to them who was also a staffer who was like engaged in the conversation. So it was like the three of us. And I was like, I'm making friends. <laughs> As you do. As you do. As make a friendship expert. I'm, I'm, this is great. And they're like, so what's the definition of a friend? And I was like, oh, that's a good question that yeah. I don't really know the answer to. And uh, I was like, well, you know, off, off the top of my head, I think a friend is someone who understands you, who respects you, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, but friends like to like rag on each other, right? And I was like, um, kind of. Yeah, like I think there's, you can lovingly roast your friends. There's different friend dynamics. Yeah, I think I said like, yeah, like there's like, you know, you have a certain language with your friends. Um, I do think you should occasionally check in and make sure you're not like actually hurting someone, blah, blah, yes, blah, blah. I love that. And they were like, but like guys love to rag on each other. And I was like, um, well, like I said, different dynamics. And I was like, okay, we're going to steer this away from yes. gender, from gender. Cause I don't, I don't know you. Like men are not a fucking monolith. They're not like beer, pizza, sex, boobs. Man cave. Man cave. Right. And, uh, and then he was like, but like, like girls are like so much nicer and guys. And I go, uh, I think we're getting in the stereotype territory. Yeah. And he goes, but stereotypes help people. They help people understand each other. No. And I go, they don't help women. I'm going to, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go. And, uh, and oh, I go, and, I, and I immediately did the, it was nice talking to you. And then I stopped and I went, actually, it really wasn't. And then I ran away. I love you so much. I've been, uh, I've been, <laughs> remember when I texted you after that and I was like, I just had a weird conversation. Yes. Yeah. That was the weird conversation. Holy fucking chicks. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. So to relate this back to your LinkedIn story. There's some people that you're like, this is never, this is never going to work out. We're fundamentally, right. we are, we are like as different as like, as you can possibly be. Yeah. So, and here's the thing. Like, so again, I know that I'm talking about this person 10 years in the past. And again, I don't know what growth or whatever right. he's gone through I, and what growth I've actually, I know what I've gone through is that I've become a bigger, crunchier, dirtier hippie. But <laughs> Jen, I feel like the conversation that you had was like, these people were on level 101 understanding of the of the universe and like they needed to do a lot more Googling and studying on their own time before they could keep up in an actual conversation with you. I thank you. I think I think it is don't don't talk to me yet. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't talk to me yet. You need to go back to go, school go, for a while. Yeah, go back to the school talk to and you know, I could feel the energy of the other 
person who was also a man. I could feel their energy that they were on my side, but they still didn't say anything. Yeah. And I, I've been that person too. Actually, we got a, kind of got a couple of questions about that. And they were also co-workers in a way because they were both staffers. Exactly. So I can't hold, exactly. So I can't really hold, that could have been his boss for all I know. Right. And this transitions into both the questions because we're talking about co-worker interactions and then also taking into consideration your circumstances before you make like a movement. Yeah, I mean, I can't really expect that guy to stand up and then punch the other guy in the face. Right, 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 (laughs) right, right. Like, I, I, we, this is, we're going to get into this later, but like we at Friendshipping believe that like you need to do what will be, what will give you the most peace first. Right, right. And if you, again, like me and this coworker, we were going to work together no matter what, even though we argued every day and I I thought he was okay, (laughs) you know, he thought I was okay. I feel like we had similar situation. But, like, I wasn't going to fucking tell him off, you know? I mean, how could you? Right, you had to never. share a basement. Right. We had to share a basement. There were no windows, very little ventilation. Wow. That, honestly, that explains a lot. Did you hear about the, the meeting tweet? That if you're in a meeting with, like, four or more people with the door closed, the CO2 oh, levels yeah, yeah. actually go down dangerously and causes you to make, like, bad decisions. I wonder how that affected our catalog. <laughs> I wonder how that affected our product. Um, um, I think meetings are generally pretty bad. <laughs> speaking of meetings and work and coworkers, let's do the opposite of that and record our podcast. I guess. <laughs> Hi, Jen and Trin. This is fairly low stakes, but it's bumming me out a little bit today. So, okay. Pause. Pause on this question. First of all, I think that it's very sweet that you're like, oh, I don't want to. It's almost like, oh, I don't want to take up too much of your time with this question that is low stakes. Here's the thing. If it's bumming you out, it's causing you negative emotions. It is 100% a worthwhile thing for us, for you to think about and for us to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally get. And as uh, I think our listeners will understand as we read the question that, yes, this, this won't have catastrophic consequences or anything. But you don't need to talk yourself out of your feelings. Jen! I do that all the time. It's not like this is important, but I'm just thinking about it all the time. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it just bothers me constantly, and yeah. it, but it's not a big deal. I'm anxious and I can't sleep, but it's like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, um, I have to say, we were only like 10 minutes into this. You're fucking killing me. I've applauded you two separate times oh, already. Shit. That's how on fire you are today. Oh my gosh. Let's go, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. More, more, more. Fairly low stakes, blah, 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 but it's bugging me up. What do you do when a colleague who you thought was becoming a friend over the past couple of years has been distant for a while, but you are never real enough friends to have a conversation about why they're now distant? They never initiate social conversations anymore. They make up excuses not to walk to the station together after work. They don't come to things I invite her to anymore. So I took the no and I stopped trying. But it still feels awkward, especially since I'm around her every day at work. And now she seems to be becoming best friends with someone else at work. It feels crappy. I know I may never know what changed, but it still bothers me not to know. I'm leaving this job in two weeks, so I won't see her every day, but she's still connected with people at my new job, so it's not like she'll never come up again. And the colleague at my new work seems to think that I'm still good friends with her, which feels awkward because I can't explain what happened. And she's been distant for a while before I announced I was leaving, so I don't think it's caused by that. What remedies do you suggest for dealing with unspoken friendship rejection? So let's talk about first why this rejection could have happened and all the extremely benign reasons why it may have. You are swimming in a sea of unknown right now. Yeah. Let's literally list some possibilities of why your friend might be like this that have absolutely nothing to do with you. So one, maybe it's just that she is dedicating more of her emotional and mental energy to this new friend at work that she has more things in common with. Like the end. Maybe she has a family member who she has to take care of and that takes up 99% of her brain power and she can't even control who she smiles at anymore. 
Maybe she has noticed that you remind her of somebody from her past and it it kind of bumps her out a little bit. Maybe you said something completely benign, but that made her think of something else and associate with something else. Like, I don't know, maybe you said something like, I have a bearskin rug. And she's like, oh, that's gross. Oh, yeah. I'm a hunter. You know, but like having an actual bearskin rug is a benign but sexy thing to have. Yeah, it's a red flag. That's kind of sexy. Right. (laughs) You just need to find somebody who enjoys your bearskin rug. (laughs) That's so filthy sounding. Maybe she... (laughs) Maybe she's underperforming at work and and anxious about it. Yeah. And I mean, and I think that, I think a lot of it is honestly, the thing that you picked up and noticed is that she has another good friend at work. Like she may very well, and this could be a, a subconscious thing, that it's just that she only has enough mental energy, enough spoons to go around to take care of one work wife. Yeah. She is monogamous. Yeah. And you mentioned the BFF she's becoming close to. So you're probably feeling jealous. You didn't mention the word jealousy, but I imagine you were thinking like, hey, why not me? That could have been us. That could have been us, but you're playing. She is indeed playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the widest thing. Probably not the widest thing we've ever said, but no, it's up there. It's close. Yeah. I just feel like these things have not, they don't reflect on you. I hope that if nothing else, what you take from this is that you're not a problem or like a bad person to be friends with. Most friendship decisions are not based on logic. They're just based on like vague feelings. And we should probably also consider, Trin, the possibility that this person did do something wrong. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I I would say, so here's the thing. I think they would have mentioned it if that were the case. I think so too, but I'm reading this book written by a therapist right now. And basically like the thesis of the book is how everyone lies to themselves all the time. Deeply, constantly. (laughs) And and it's kind of fucking up my brain today. Um, What book is it? It's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. It's written by, it's really good. It's written by a therapist and she's telling the stories of some of her patients alongside her own journey to talk. A lot of therapists talk to therapists, which I think is, which is very interesting to read. Do they talk about us? Yeah, sometimes. I know. Oh, I know. (laughs) Gossip. Um, But yeah, so it's making me not trust anything ever. Um, But we do tend to side with the asker, like in these situations, but we don't want to give anyone a free pass. Yes. We don't want to assume you're a total innocent bystander. And here's why. Because nobody ever is. You will go through life making mistakes and accidentally hurting people. Everyone will. So I think you do have responsibility here to ask yourself, like, did I fuck up? Right. You probably didn't, though. That's a... Man, Jen, that was a really good way to take this, too. So I would say that the only situation in which you may want to talk to this person because you want to see them a lot and maybe you want to apologize for the thing that you did, that's the only situation in which I would talk to them. I agreed. If you're like, oh my gosh, in that meeting, I did shut her down in right. front of all these important people. That said, Trin and I have gone over this before. Like sometimes the best apology is leaving the person alone. Totally. So we'll let you use your judgment here. If you were to have the conversation, I think it would look like something like, hey, Jen, you know, so I'm leaving this job soon. It's been wonderful working with you. And I've decided I'm going to take this moment to kind of like clear the air and like, you know, start fresh. I remember a few months ago that I don't think that I put enough thought into what I was saying in this meeting. And I may have come across as shutting down your ideas. And I'm still embarrassed by that. And I just wanted to apologize before I don't see you every day. Oh, Trin, that's so good. And it's so good because you put the responsibility on yourself and you didn't ask for forgiveness. Right. You were like clearing the air. This is what happened. Done. I'm not asking you to do anything different. I am just saying for the sake of your feelings and for my feelings, like, hey, I apologize. Yeah. 
Because, yeah, yeah. So the conversation should never look like, why aren't we friends? Why did you abandon me? It should always look like if you are to have a conversation at all, this is the concrete thing that I want to do and to get out of this conversation, and it's not going to be any effort from you. That's very good. Yeah, no cornering. Oof. Yeah, no cornering. No, no cornering. So you did say you are leaving this job soon. I actually think that's great. Yeah. Like, this is a huge opportunity now for you to leave this in the past. Like, it's time to reset. And you mentioned that your new job is connected to your old job, same industry, same people know each other. So if this person's name does come up at the new job and people assume you're still friends or whatever, you have the opportunity to do something very cool and adult, which is do nothing. Yeah. You're not going to be like, she never liked me. Right. Uh, Don't do it. Just don't. Don't don't do it until you can find someone, until you find your trend. Yeah, which (laughs) we might not. Okay. Like say something neutral to positive about this person. That's it. Do not gossip as soon as you begin your new job. Yes. Gossip responsibly after you've been at the job for a while. Because everyone gossips. But you can't gossip when you first start the job because you might really fuck it up. Like, I think if somebody was like, oh, hey, so you worked with Jen? Oh, I heard you guys were tight or something like that. Oh, yeah, we worked together. I wouldn't call us, like, you know, best buds or anything. Like, I don't think I know her, like, super well, like, on a personal level. But, like, I totally respect the work she does or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or say something, like, point it back to the work. Like, oh, yes. yeah, we worked on this project together. Oh, yeah, we both worked. Th- we both started at the same time. And if somebody is, is really leading you into, like, oh, so how's she doing? I bet you guys talk every day or something like that. You can just say, oh, actually, we're not that tight. Yeah, I mean, any reasonable person should understand that. Yeah, and if they're like, oh, 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 really? You're not tight? What's going on? Or just be like, yeah, we're coworkers. I don't, like, why are you trying to, are you trying to start shit? You yeah. Don't, don't do that, but you know. <laughs> What's your deal? What's your, f- fuck off. <laughs> no. Like, it, it, it's fine. Ultimately, take some time to mourn this. It's a loss, and, and I know that you tried to minimize it as soon as you asked the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, but, like, it's a sting. It hurts a little. It hurts to feel rejected. Yeah. I'm, I th- Again, we don't think that this is some kind of, like, wholesale rejection of you as a person. We don't really think that you d- did something terrible. We do think you should analyze your past behavior. But I think that it is going to be hard to not take this personally, and the only way to do that is to give yourself proper time to mourn the loss. Yeah. Man, I love, I love admitting to yourself, I am taking this personally. Like, that's so freeing. Like, we may be colleagues. Uh, we may, we weren't, like, super close, but I'm going to admit it. This hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your feelings are going to be hurt over and over again. Yeah. And, and when you confront that head on and say, yes, my feelings were hurt, that allows you to heal rather than to say, Oh, this is no big deal. I'm just blowing this up out of proportion. Yeah. Don't, yeah, be, be a little nicer to yourself. Yeah. And meaner to yourself. Yeah. And bully yourself constantly. <laughs> I think that that's good. Yeah. What do you think? Question what, two? This, this second one is so good. I'm so excited about this question, which is not to say bad things about the first question. We were also delighted to answer this. This is just a very different question. Very different. Okay. Um, go ahead. For context, my friend and I are both cis, she, hers in the United States of America. Thank you for the context. I love my crazy Gryffindor best friend. (laughs) She's a ton of fun to hang out with. She's loudly politically active, and I agree with her on so very many things. There is one thing that I cannot quite get on board with, which is how often she takes enormous risks with her life. (laughs) I love this! Ah! She's gotten a lot of positive feedback for some of the stunts she has pulled. Things like loudly telling off a large dude who put his hand on our friend's hand in the subway at 2 a.m. Oh, hell no. 
Things like jumping in between a lady friend and a huge dude at a bar who is hassling her. I understand why she keeps doing it. Here's the thing. These are noble acts, surely. But my friend isn't big and strong. She doesn't have a Kevlar vest. She is a mortal human. She just constantly takes risks on behalf of other people to the point where I think she kind of gets off on it. I want her to care about her safety as much as the people who love her also care. What can I do to get my friend to take these things more seriously? This is great. This is so intense. Yeah. So she sounds pretty awesome, but we want everyone listening to this to not not not, do not die. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can't lose you as a listener. It's so, very important that we keep those numbers up. I <laughs> Simple cast needs to give us these numbers. We gotta report yeah. them to our investors. Yeah. Um, we don't have that. So so I think that her instinct of right and wrong is great. I think that she is noticing problems and her first instinct should not be to jump in the fray, but to look for backup and help. Trin and I will never tell fellow white people, don't do, don't do anything. Don't intervene. Yes. Stand back. Let things happen. No, that is, that's not correct. Like people, positions of privilege and power do need to leverage that to help other people. I'm sure there are other circumstances that have happened, but the two that you listed was her putting herself in between a large, scary dude and another woman. And uh, in those situations, listen, you're in the United States of America. Some people have guns, okay? Like, right. yeah. she should not be the chosen one, okay? You need a golden trio. You can't just be Harry Potter. You need to find your fucking Ron and your Hermione. Do you know how quickly Harry would have died without Ron and Hermione? Without specifically Her- Hermione? Immediately. Yeah, I mean, the seventh book, anything in the seventh book wouldn't have happened without Hermione. Like, she's the reason why, well... You know this, okay? Like Harry needed <laughs> Harry needed the heart and Ron and he needed the and he needed the smarts and brilliance and organization of Hermione. Like you can't just do it, okay? I just, when I started talking Golden Trio, I just saw this switch being flipped in Jen's brain. <laughs> she was like, "It is my time now." I just love it, but it's so like it's so true though. It's like I think that your friend. I agree with what you said about her getting off on this. She and totally does. She totally does. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I also agree with that. She's getting positive feedback, which is making her do it more and more often. Yeah, she feels cool Yeah, being the person who jumps in because it is kind of cool. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah. But here's the thing. I want cis, and I think that you said, did you say that they were, did they say they were white? Yes. No, they did not they say did they not? were white. They did not say they were oh, white. Oh, okay. So, okay. I want cis people to be able to be there for non-cis people. Mm-hmm. I want white people to be able to be there for, for brown people, okay? As a woman, you are a marginalized person, okay? And I, I can't have you losing your eye <laughs> in a bar fight with a giant dude that you were never going to win and then not be there for this situation where you really needed to help. Yep. Let's remember that this, this is reality. This is the United States of America, as you told us. That's where you live. Uh, and not a Marvel movie. Yes. Okay? You do not have Captain Marvel powers. You, meaning your friend, need to be aware of the fact that you could be making the situation worse for the yes. person you're trying to protect. Like, it is not easy to be aware of this in the moment when the adrenaline's going and you feel cool because you're defending someone in the name of justice, which is cool. It is cool. But I, I just, we, we need your friend to know that on most days... There's no heroic shining moment. There is no like applause or music wherever or, or everyone stands up and, and claps. Like Aaron Sorkin ruined this for us yes. in the West Wing by making us believe that like liberals can <laughs> save the day. Small communities will save the day and they will do it quietly. 
most heroic acts are like small things you do every day to help people. Strength and courage are not very loud, usually. Sometimes they are. Yes. Sometimes they extremely are loud. But for most people, I don't think they are. I just feel like we need to change the, for for the situation in particular, I'm not saying like in life, this friend needs to stop thinking about what is the right thing to do. They need to start thinking about how can we get everyone safely out of this situation? Because listen, the right thing is complicated. So it would be right for you to gather up your friends and rush the ICE detention facilities and free the prisoners there. But they have guns. They have the ability to put you all in federal prison. You are outmanned. You are outarmed. Like, that is just the truth. It is maybe the morally right thing to go and, like, you know, have a a complex ruse to black bag all of the owners of the companies that cause 70% of, like, climate emissions. Like, okay, like, in my head, because, like, I'm wild like that, like, that that sounds great. But (laughs) in actuality, the polar ice caps would still melt. Those companies would still exist. There are, they are institutional. There are hundreds of people that make them function. So the right thing and the safe, correct way to forward are different things, okay? So heroism sounds amazing, but we truly save more lives building sustainable, strong communities. And we want your amazing friend who wants to do the right thing, we want her to be alive, to be a part of those communities. And if you get shivved in a fight with a dude who's twice your size, you accomplish nothing, in my opinion. So let's, let's break this down. There's a few different factors here. One is the right thing versus the correct thing. And then there's the positive feedback from people. You're not going to stop that positive feedback from happening. Yeah, because who doesn't like their friends being proud of them in the name of justice? Absolutely. Yeah. My, man, I like that's the, when you said like justice it's and like friends. It's like the best feeling in the world. I just, I just, I just popped a justice bone. <laughs> just, I'm engorged. <laughs> Turn his rock hard. I have rock ju- hard for, for justice. justice. <laughs> but, uh, but like, let's talk about what reality is. Yeah. Let's talk about um, all the other factors. Yes. Yeah. 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 What if the friend that is getting defended then has to see the mean person again and yeah. you're not around. Yeah. Like, let's just say in that bar situation, you, the friend, the, the hero friend got tossed. Yeah. And it's like, well, then you're, the situation is still occurring. Yeah. So it, this is going to be difficult because you ask her cannot change what your friend is going to do. And so I think this is going to be a, a, a situation where there's, there's going to be multiple layers. So first, accept that you can't change. Man, that is so important, okay? I have to tell myself this, like have a conversation with myself about this like once a month, which is you cannot actually make anyone do anything. Nope, 100%. And, you can't, and because of that, you also can't make your other friends be like, uh, oh, that was really dumb, rather than, oh, that was so awesome yeah, what you did. Exactly. So understand that in this situation, you have no control and it's hopeless. <laughs> On on a different note, (laughs) I do think that there are things you can do. I do think that reminding your friend that they're existing and they're being alive is a boon to society. Yeah. You know? We really need you around. We need you for the fight. Yep. We need you for the real work. We need you to be around, to vote, to show up at the protest. Your friend is not going to solve institutional sexism and um, the way that um, some cis men will 
assume that women are their property or are th- objects or things, she's not going to solve it that way. No. It's not going to be solved one night in a bar. No. Wouldn't it be great if it could? God, that'd be awesome. I would definitely go to that bar and help out. I would say, well, maybe we should, maybe this would be a conversation. It's yeah. definitely not, not a conversation to have in the moment, which no. is usually what we recommend. But we don't want you to wait for the next situation in which your friend might get punched in the face. Maybe the conversation is like coming from a place of, I love you. I'm concerned. We need you around, dude. Please don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's like, kind of a reasonable thing to ask of a friend. Like my part of me wonders, and this may be way off base, Part of me wonders if the hero friend is doing this because they see a certain amount of hopelessness in continuing. And, um, and like, there's, there could be a bit of a martyr situation going on that the only right thing for me to do is to die for justice. Like, that's my only useful quality. That is so, and, and I think that, that some people may look around at the world and think that that is true. Yeah, I think I so agree that people feel that way. My only thing I can contribute is uh, this one thing. Yeah, and I think part of it is going to be a series of conversations reminding her that there are other uh, hugely positive things that she can do. I am all for her instinct to want to do the right thing, but I need her to also do the smart thing. I don't know how this conversation would look, but I think that if you want to attempt to convince her that there is a better way for her to use these instincts, like, yo, that thing you did in the bar, like, that was really cool. You know, like, I, I'm glad that we broke that up, but I think we could have done it, like, it would tag me in, man. Like, yeah, please, next time, I need to make a deal with me that next time something like this happens, you will let me help you. Yes. You will, and you will let other people get involved, like yeah. maybe the bouncer. The bouncer, the bartender. There are literally people who are paid to work there. I've never worked in a bar. I've worked in a restaurant. But I do know that there are certain, like, people will signal each other when something shitty happens. Yeah. Maybe you should stop going to that bar Definitely. Yeah, I also think maybe, for your own sake, you got to stop putting yourself in situations where this can happen. And I know that's not fair. Like, I can't tell you, like, don't go on a train at 2 a.m. People love to say that when, like, when they get mugged. But it's like, okay, I had to get home from work. Right. Like, anyway, that's a different conversation. But the situation... With the the train car, the hand on the hand that we mentioned in the question, um, would it have been better to maybe change cars or maybe get off the train? When we're doing the right thing, we also have to make sure we're not escalating. Yeah. I mean, you have to de-escalate. Otherwise, you're taking you're taking risks that are harmful and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I know that sucks, but um I I read this article that was like, you know, it's okay to Give a truth bomb to your friend once in a while. Yes. Yeah. There are mean truth bombs and there are wise truth bombs. Right. And this is this could be a wise one. Yeah. And the wise truth bomb isn't like, you're acting like a fucking douche. <laughs> you know, the truth yeah. bomb is, um, hey, like, I feel you on this. Like, I don't want this shit to happen either. Like, uh, so let's figure out a, an, uh, a way that keeps you safe because you're amazing and I love you. And I want good people like you to exist. And so part of that would be you have to continue existing. Yeah. You either need to change your habits in this way, start looking for help, or you need to start wearing like an actual suit of armor. I agree. Like you you said, like there's no Kevlar vest. And there are also organizations that are intended for this purpose. I'd have to do some Googling. um, So I'm going to, I'm going to talk. Everybody, listen, I'm going to say some things that are not fully informed. You're going to have to Google to get the full information on this. But I am aware that there are people in certain communities that will, they're, they're community de-escalators. 
So they show up in places of violence or aggression, and they are there to talk everybody down. There are um, very uh, unsafe gun areas, and they will walk kids to school and stuff. If your friend wants to act in this way and wants to continue, you know, putting yourself in danger, there are much more effective ways to use her life. I love the idea of like, hey, you have amazing instincts. Yes. Let's learn more about this. Yes. Yes. There are there are organizations that make the world a better place based on your bravery. Yeah. Like you seem like to, you don't get stressed out in like these high intensity situations. Have you considered becoming an EMT? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I just got goosebumps. It's so, it's such an amazing skill. It is. And, and I feel like, I think it's a good idea for most people to develop a sense of, oh, danger. I want to help. I think that that's good. But I think that that should be tempered by, okay, let's look around the world, the room in this situation. Let's see where the exits are. Let's see where the help is. Okay. So Jen, I love what you said. Like, it's not a Marvel movie. You don't have superpowers. You're not going to get like, you know, stabbed and then bounce right back. Like actually in real life, stabbings are really terrible. You can't bust into a scene. Yeah. You can't do it. Um, But I love when people look and stop and assess the situation. That tells you so much about their instinct. Like, do I need to help here? Yes. One of the few things I like about myself is that I always look. If I hear someone being loud on the train, if I see like a fight, I'm like, I'm going to watch the situation for a minute. I, I got to know if this is going to get bad. Yes. And then I get scared and pee my pants and run away. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the, your friend's instinct of not immediately like calling the police. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, and this is obviously going to depend on where you are and what your community police situation is. But it seems like she doesn't freak out and does like the um, white person on the cell phone thing. The white person, um, this brown kid is selling lemonade. There's a barbecue occurring very close to my lawn. It's and like it's the racist version of I need to speak to your manager. Yes. Um, so I think that that instinct is also good. Man, I think a really well-timed email or something or a text message of like, wow, these amazing people remind me of you. Yes. Like maybe you should join this community, this group. And like, I, I love, I think starting with a compliment of like, I love your sense of justice. I love that you want to help people. I think that these people have your same instinct and maybe you should check them out. And also like, let's go back to the beginning. The first thing we said, which is like, you can't control this person's behavior. Right. Ultimately, you can show her that her life is meaningful outside of her uh, using herself as a meat shield. You can tell her that there are more effective ways for her to do this by joining a community. You can tell her that you love her and she's a good person and you want good people around. And if she continues to do this, it is absolutely her body. And if she wants to get holes put in it by a bad person, that's up to her. What you can't do is make this your project. Right. But what you can do is stay on message. Yes. Your message is you're very good at sticking up for people and you're very brave. And I just don't think you should get hurt. Yes. Um, I think you'd be very good at becoming someone who escorts people into uh, abortion clinics. Yeah. That yeah. would be an amazing role for you because you are so strong and so brave. Your message is, I don't want you to get hurt in a bar. Yeah. I don't want you to get hurt on the train. I want you to get hurt doing something really cool. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going to get a limb broken, I want it to be that you had backup. That you like 
I don't say this part to her though. But this is me talking to the listeners. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, um, I support all of you going into danger for justice. That sounds great. But like, I would rather you have backup and to be able to do it so effectively. Yeah, call on us. Yeah, like you, and I know that everybody listening has friends who also agree that they love justice, mm-hmm. you know? But man, everything is accomplished more effectively in a group with community, and those communities exist. You have to find them. Man, it's it's like you know when you're doing PvP and uh, or like a like a battle royale game, and mm-hmm. like people like le- like leave the payload, you know, like to go off on their own and just like shoot people, and it's like you're not you're not oh yeah you're not accomplishing the thing yeah you're not accomplishing the goal. You are just like getting kills or whatever yeah, yeah. Or, like in the video game. Like she's doing that. Yeah, zoom out, bigger picture. Notice nowhere in this episode did we say keep the peace. Yeah, no, nah, that's not our stance here. No. Our stance is do the right thing, help help people that are in marginalized communities. And often that is not peaceful. Yeah. If we could edit the two situations that you gave us, the one, the train situation, hey, let's look around. Let's see if there's help. Let's see if we can get off the train, if we can move to a new train car. Yelling will escalate the situation, will make the perpetrator feel threatened, and maybe they will double down. The other situation that you mentioned was huge dude at a bar was hassling a friend. It's a bar. There are other people. Like, if you are loud, I would say, maybe loudly say, Hey, Tori, look, the other side of the room. Let's go there, you know? Hey, bouncer, could you come over here? We have a situation. Yeah, like flag down the bouncer, flag down the bartender. Like there there were ways to handle that without escalating. Both of those situations sound like she escalated it a little bit, you know? And putting herself into direct harm. You are not a meat shield. You are so much more valuable than just how, how much harm your physical body can stop. Absolutely. Oh, man. I think we covered it. I think we did too. I just, my heart really goes out to both people in this situation because like I understand wanting to do the right thing. And I understand trying to figure out how best to be effective doing the right thing. And she's not there yet. They have traits that will, once they straighten this out a little bit, Yes. They will be they will be like the coolest person ever. I agree. I agree. I think I think you just need her to find her community, her people of Harry Potters. And in the meantime, no more action movies. No. Maybe heist movies, because they have a lot of they have a whole team. Yeah, you can watch like Ocean's Eight. She's not allowed to go see Captain Marvel or the Avengers <laughs> until she changes her ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this has been friendshiping with Jen and Trin. <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you want to send us a question, we love questions. Email them to friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing our design. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy for making the studio work. And you people, hey, guess what? We appreciate. Thank you for listening. You're so welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Okay. Hi, Jen and Trin. This is fairly low stakes, but it's been... Mm, nuts. Doing great. Don't worry about it. No nuts. No, no nuts nu- here. No nuts today. Hi, Jen and Trin. This is fairly low stakes, but it's bum- bumming me out a little today. God, boshed it twice. Boshed it <laughs> three times. No, we're going for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, speaking of CO2 levels... Like, this is, open the door. Oh, you're yeah. out. <laughs>